Welcome into the Arena Fanatic College Football Talk Podcast. I am your host, Matt Hetzler, joined by Mr. Arena Fanatic himself, Tyler Smith. How's it going down there, buddy? Pretty good here in Kentucky. A lot of rain today. I'm under the weather, but I'm here. Hey, that's all we could hope for. Everybody's under the weather. It's like uh, it was 90 degrees last week. Now we're like 77. I can't even breathe. I I can tell. I can tell. Tyler, what did you think about the opening weekend here? We had two games. Uh, what's your quick takes on the Miami-Florida and Arizona-Hawaii games? Quick take. Miami will be fine. Florida, Felipe Franks, I do have questions. I thought I was not going to have questions about Franks. I do have questions about him now. That That last interception was unbelievable. Well, you know my predicament in that game. I was, uh, I was like, about to throw something at the TV at that last uh, interception by Franks. And I'm right there with you, Tyler. That's a good take. Uh, I rated Franks pretty high. Uh, yes, he did. On my SEC quarterbacks list. And now after one game, I want to send him back down to the bottom because that was atrocious to watch. Very, very hard to watch. And it was very hard to watch that Miami offensive line. Oh, gosh. You know what that reminds me of, Tyler? Uh, Penn State Temple about four years ago. Well, that, and I was going to say the uh, FSU uh, offensive line last year. Oh, oh, my favorite. They love me. They love yeah. me for that. Yeah, game one, they just got uh, completely dominated. It was by the Hokies, right? Hokies got them. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, that was uh, that was something to watch, and, and, I mean, we really hit it on the head there. We had the under, and miraculously we hung on and got that number. Um. Real quick, I want to hear what you uh, thought about Khalil Tate's performance. Uh, first quarter, massive concern, but then all of a sudden he started running the ball. He was passing the ball more efficiently. He got stopped right at the goal line, though, to tie that game up. Oh, I know. I tried all night to get that game on my TV, but DirecTV <laughs> yes, he did. would not process my, my upgrade, and I finally got that email Sunday morning. So from uh, uh, here on out, Tyler, I will be able to watch the CBS Sportsnet. Um, I also need to cancel the All Access and all the other garbage that I subscribe to trying to uh, get that game. All right, buddy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's jump on into it here. We're going to do the opening drive segment, uh, segment here. Uh, we're going to do a quick pick of the best games out of the group of five. And I'm going to kick it off here with SMU. At Arkansas State, Arkansas State, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, Shane Bouchel, SMU quarterback. You might have heard of his name before. Played at Texas, and he is now in a Mustangs uniform. Uh, I like him a lot uh, coming in this game, and this year specifically under Sonny Dykes. Um, Proch over there at uh, wide receiver. 93 catches, 1,199 yards. 12 touchdowns and eight returning starters on the D. And I'm going to tell you, Arkansas State lost quite a bit on the offensive side, uh, but the defense should be good. And they had the 11th ranked pass defense last year, which will be the key to this game. Uh, can SMU find success in the air? And I think they can. I'm going SMU, Tyler, with the upset on the road, 31 27. How about you? I'm going to agree with you there. I'm going to take SMU as well. They got they like they got lucky with Shane Bouchelle coming in because they lost Ben Hicks to Arkansas. So insert Bouchelle, I don't see any problem there. 
And like you said, Proche, I mean, my gosh, that guy's one of the best wide receivers in the country. And I said here, defense should be the best they've had since 2012. Arkansas State, like you said, they've lost a lot. Give me SMU. Hey, wow, we Let's agree on the first yeah, one. I know. <laughs> All right, the roll first on. One, we're going to agree. It's a, a, a miracle already. Fresno State at USC, the Trojans 13.5-point favorite. Fresno State doesn't have anything on offense, but they still are strong on D. I do want to see how that Trojans offense looks with the new head uh, defense or offensive coordinator Graham Harrell at the helm. Can USC put together a passing attack that will thrive? I'm taking USC. Oh, taking taking the Trojans. I'm right here with you, Tyler. And I mean, if JT Daniels can find Pittman and Brown. Uh, St. Brown, they should be perfectly fine, uh, but they got to get that ball moving. Graham Harrell will help that cause. They were 63rd in explosiveness last year, Tyler. So USC. Yeah, not not good. Yeah, no, I actually like USC by uh, three touchdowns here. I think they're going to win at 38-17. Um, let's hop on uh, down to, uh, we're going to talk about Max School real quick. Toledo uh, going to Kentucky. And uh, Kentucky's a 12-point favorite here. Um I actually think this is going to be a very good game, and it could be a trendy uh, possible upset pick here. Um, we got Kentucky, who's just never good uh, in these non-conference games, especially against a group of five. Uh, mm-hmm. Toledo, explosive offense. Kentucky, I liked uh, – well, I won't say I like Terry Wilson that much. He's a, yeah. he's a somewhat productive quarterback for what he does. Uh, but he's got uh, Bowden, a good receiver, and I'm excited to see how they replace Benny Snell uh, with Rose at running back. But that defense lost a ton of guys, including uh, the seventh round draft pick, or seventh overall pick, Josh Allen, who should have been a New York Giant. But uh, you know, I'm going to go close here. UK escapes 28-24. Oh, a close one. It's never a good one. Good thing when they when you say somewhat productive quarterback. That's never a positive thing. And I agree with you, Terry Wilson. I'm not sure if he's actually the guy that Kentucky needs this year. I think he was the guy they needed last year. Toledo, always dangerous in these non-conference games, Matt. You hit on how Kentucky struggles. Toledo actually seems to thrive in these situations. I remember them beating Arkansas with Kareem Hunt at the helm. But I'm also going to be taking Kentucky. Taking the Wildcats. Yes, yes. Oh, and let's hit on FIU at Tulane. This is a tight line in Vegas. The game is at Tulane. Huge game for both programs. I'm high on FIU this season. After last year, I uh, predicted them to win three games, Matt. And they proved me wrong. So I'm on the train this year. I am on the train. Tulane is going to be a tough matchup for them. Tulane has a strong running attack. They will play against a front that FIU has that is pretty poor. The matchup of Tulane's D-line versus FIU's O-line will be a blast to watch, but I'm headed to the Green Wave for a W. Oh, going with the Green Wave. I like that pick, Tyler. I'm actually on Tulane as well. Um I'm not sure how many points we're going to get in this game because you did hit on it. That do, uh, two-lane front seven is very good on the defensive side. I'm interested to see how McMillan uh, is able to get the ball out to uh, Jalen McCleskey, who coming over from Oklahoma State. Uh, 
but that's going to be a fun matchup to watch because FIU's secondary is, is pretty pretty damn good. Uh, but I do have to, Tulane winning here 24-20. And let's hop on over to our last uh, group of five game. And this is a big one, uh, kind of like a rivalry now. Huge. Between Ole Miss and Memphis. Memphis currently five-and-a-half point favorite. Um, I'm going to hop in here. Uh, Ole Miss, interesting coordinator hires in the offseason. They pick up Rich Rod to run the offense, and they got McIntyre for D. Uh, That defense was just god-awful. 121st total D in the country. They're going to have to get better, and they're going to have to get better quick because this Memphis team can put up a ton of points in a hurry. And I actually liked Memphis going out and getting Fuller at defensive coordinator. I think that's really going to help kickstart what was also an awful defense. Uh, I know it's a high total out in Vegas. I think it's like 70-some. I'm not sure that we're going to be destined for a shootout. But I could be wrong. But I'm going to take Memphis here uh, 38-24. to I think Memphis wins by two touchdowns. Wow, Memphis by two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, this is this is game one for Memphis. If this is game or game one for Ole Miss, with all the new faces that they'll see in the coaching staff and on the offensive end, I don't I don't see how they can win this game at Memphis. Memphis does have a strong defense, and I don't think that bodes well for Ole Miss in Week One. The offense for the Tigers will put up numbers, and they've been known to beat Power Fives at home at. Memphis, uh, W. Yeah, I remember uh, a couple years ago when uh, they upset a really good old Miss team. And uh, you were all over that Memphis team that year, and I was not. Yes, I was. Yeah, hater. Hater, man. I was, and I hate that we I didn't even mention White, the combination of White, Taylor, and Coxie out there at Memphis. So that's going to be a fun game, and uh, that's a noon kickoff on Saturday, guys. So you got to be watching the only- that one. Yeah, the only game up against them is Ohio State FI, FAU, so please tune in to Ole Miss. Yeah, who, who the hell wants to watch that? I know, I, I don't. don't. know. I don't know, that's what I'm saying. Ole uh, Miss well, Memphis, that's the game to watch. I will say, I will have to have a TV ready because I do need to see how Justin Fields performs uh, for yeah. the Buckeyes here in, in game one, which, by the way, we're not talking about the Buckeyes uh, today because that's a no. That's a four-touchdown spread game. And there's so many just intriguing non-con games between uh, some of these really good teams. So uh, let's go into our next uh, group of games. We call this the pick six. We're picking it against a spread. And uh, Tyler, you want to take uh, this one from the top? Yeah, so I'd say the expectation here is that I'm going to pick Cincinnati, but I'm going to go with the Chip Kelly and the boys seeking revenge on UC. UC will miss that strong front defensive strong defensive front they had last year that's going to be huge for them ucla plus three you're going to see the improvement chip kelly's going to get those boys going ucla plus three. Oh my god yep oh the fighting chip kelly's this is like your guy yeah, yeah. i know I love, um, him. I love him well i hope they lose because i'm holding a ucla under six and a half wins ticket this year uh this could be a big swing game for me but uh, the defense has to get better, Tyler, for the Bruins. Uh, 118th in deficient, uh, defensive efficiency. Um, I'm not sure. A DTR QB, uh, 
still the verdicts out on that guy, how he's going to do. I do like Kelly, the running back for UCLA. But I think you're downselling Cincinnati as a whole. You got Ritter. He's a great QB. You got Michael Warren. He is a monster running back. 19 TDs last year. He's going to run right through that UCLA D. And I, I'm not, I'm not uh, afraid of taking Cincinnati uh, with the D here. I think Cincinnati would be fine. I think UCLA traveling across country. They got Oklahoma in a couple of weeks. I think uh, I think UCLA is just not going to be up for this one, uh, to be quite honest. So How I'm taking. How can they not be up? Because uh, it's Cincinnati, and I mean UCLA is yeah, not expected they, to go anywhere. They'd be they happy beat, to win six games. Them. UCLA lost in a horrible fashion to them last season. They're going to be ready for this. Chip Kelly and the boys. Uh, we're, we'll we'll find out on Thursday because I I have to disagree. I, I'm not even a high on Chip Kelly as a coach, my friend. So. Um, yeah, yeah, Cincinnati, I'm going with the cover, 24-14. Yeah, UCLA, 14 points. Number 19, Wisconsin, who Matt hates at South Florida. Matt, Wisconsin gets the W and covers? Uh, they do in this one, even though I am extremely Ooh. concerned. Ooh. Yes, extremely concerned with, okay, we know Wisconsin has Jonathan Taylor. Best running back. Yes. Best running back in the country. But he lost a ton of guys on the offensive line. And, I mean, these were good O-linemen. I think every one of them went to the NFL. And then you have just terrible quarterback play from Wisconsin. Um, I know they get Cephas. He may be back for this game. He is. He is, I think. Uh, I think I saw that. But, I mean, you got to think, after an entire year of being off, there's going to be some rust. And, but they're lucky for them that they're playing South Florida because I think South Florida's just terrible. And, uh, yeah, I'm not, I mean, they're on a seven game losing streak, Tyler. Yeah, but they started off six and oh, Matt. Well, I know, but, uh, I think they played, uh, nobody in the first six weeks. I think nobody university there in the first six. Um, so yeah, I'm taking Wisconsin 31 14. I'm I'm right there with you on that. I'm taking Wisconsin as well. If USC want if USF wants to prove that they can be a contender in the AAC, this would be the game to start that. But I think Taylor's going to be way too much for him. Wisconsin covers the thirteen and a half. There we go. Another agree. Um, let's move on to Mississippi State taking on Louisiana. Mm-hmm. This is a good one. A 20-point favorite for Mississippi State. Uh, I know you like the Raging Cajuns. So I'm going to send it down to you first. Love the Cajuns here. Strong all-around squad. I think they're going to cover this one, Matt. They have a strong running game to limit the Bulldogs' possessions. Mississippi State, to me, too many questions, Matt. You might disagree with that. I think there's too many questions across the board for this team. They lost a ton of talent last year. Louisiana... Give me the plus 20. No, I'm, a, I'm with you there about Mississippi State. I'm not sure what to make of this team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They lost three NFL first-rounders off that team. Um, the big news for them was they got Tommy Stevens, transfer QB, out of Penn State. Um, he's already been a Moorhead system. Uh, I know everybody's raving about him. I mean, yeah. I will be honest. I, I've never seen Tommy Stevens play. So 
Not many have, Matt. And the thing with it, like Tommy Stevens left Penn State for a reason, right? Yeah. So he he could have been in competition there in the in camp, but he left. So he clearly doesn't think uh, that highly of himself to win that job. So here he is at Mississippi State. I I don't I don't know what to think. I don't know what to think. Yeah, uh, but I do love uh, Hill at running back. He's our, the biggest weapon. The dude, he averaged 6.3 yards per carry. Um, I wrote my scores down before I even dug into any of this. And uh, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I actually have it at a push, Tyler. I have it 40 to 20. That's just that's just lame. Well, I know. So I'll go 40 to 21, and I'll take Louisiana with hey. a cover. All right. I mean, that's a huge game at home. For Louisiana, they got the new concession stand prices. They're selling brewskis. It's going to be big time. Hey, uh, this next game is big time, Tyler. Oh, gosh, yeah. Uh, Duke versus <laughs> Alabama. I couldn't even believe you put this on here. I don't have anything to say. The, num- the number is about the only thing that makes this game intriguing. Minus 35. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to take Bama. How could you not? Yeah, I'm taking Bama, too. I just wanted to put it on here uh, for my, my buddies, uh, uh, Jerome and Bama Bo, because I'm sure they're going to be tuning into this. So uh, how big Great of a people. win How big of a win do you think Alabama gets? I think it's going to be 40 points. It's a 40-point winner. Yeah, I got 56-14. So, yeah, we're 40-plus. We're uh, do you think Quentin Harris will have any type of success in this game, Tyler? I like Quentin Harris a lot. I I do have I'm higher on Duke than most, but I mean how's how's he supposed to have success? It's it's Duke <laughs> versus Bama. I mean we've seen this before in these opening games, and Alabama makes every team that remember last year when they played Louisville was it Louisville last year? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was brutal. Jawan Pass, remember Jawan Pass for Heisman? That ended pretty quick. It did. But that's making a comeback this year, Tyler. Yeah, he's named the starter today. It's like, oh, my gosh, they had to name him the starter? Jeez, things are really bad down there. Uh, You're not shitting. Uh, Let's go to this one is very intriguing to Smash Mouth football teams, Tyler. I know you're going to be tuned. Yeah, you're going to be tuned into this one. Northwestern Mm -hmm. at Stanford. Stanford, a six-point favorite. And I'm gonna let you talk about Stanford because I know you really like them this year. There's, there's nothing. There's honestly nothing that I like about Stanford this year. Offensive line, they've lost everybody. Just typically, yes, they do have a strong O line, but I, I'm not seeing it this year. Wide receiver, depleted. Running back, my goodness, do you remember last year when Bryce Love went out? Do you remember that offense? It was pathetic. So, Northwestern. I have all the confidence in the word, world in Hunter Johnson, under center for the Wildcats, and they're going to get the cover, plus six. Well, I like how you started that one, Tyler. I, I will say this about Stanford. I thought uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside was the best player on that team last year. Oh, gosh. And not the, even close. It's and not the even dude close. is a baller, and he's Philadelphia Eagles, man. That was a great yeah. pick. Great pick for them. Um, Excellent. <coughs> Northwestern. Linebacking core, one of the tops in the country. Um, mm-hmm. And Bowser, the local kid, well, he's not really that local to me. He's about 45 minutes away, but uh, out of Sydney. The dude is good. He's a tough runner. I'm not sure. 
what we're going to see. Are they just going to slow the pace like they normally do without Thorson? Uh, is Johnson going to get in there and just throw the ball around? Um, I hope so. I, I hope so, too. I, I need something because watching Northwestern play football sometimes can get a little brutal. And then on top of that, we're going to be playing Stanford here. Uh, I got it as a low-scoring affair, but I got Northwestern with an outright upset, 17-13. Uh, yes. Yeah, because I think for the preview, I, I put that as a loss. But the more I no, dug in. No, you tried to. You tried to, and I – or no, you did. You talked me into Stanford winning the game, and I was like, oh, whatever. Yeah, but I did a more of a now deep dive. Yeah, after a deep dive, Tyler, I like Northwestern win this game. And uh, they actually went up to 6.5 today, and unfortunately I didn't take it because uh, I wasn't paying attention, and it's back down to 6. I would have enjoyed having that extra hook. But uh, let's hop into this last game, Tyler, and this is one that I am just I'm pumped to watch. Because we got mm-hmm. a debut of a coach who is phenomenal. He's getting a second chance. We've got Hugh Freeze at Liberty. And they're hosting a team that won double-digit games last year in the Syracuse Orange. Dino Babers, high-flying offense. Liberty, high-flying offense. Uh, I'm going to hit this one first for us. But, again, Buckshot, 3,000-plus yards running or passing. I mean, Hickson, a 1,000-yard runner. Antonio Gandon Goldie, 1,000 plus receiving yards. This Liberty offense is going to be on fire. They're going to put up a ton of points. Um, despite Syracuse having a good D line between Robinson and Coleman, they had 10 sacks each last year. Um, Syracuse does have that Lou Groza award winning kicker, Tyler. That could come into Always big. That could come into play. Uh, but I'll be interested to see how Tommy DeVito takes over for Eric Dungey. And uh, I really do want to see, because I know Syracuse did lose a little bit on the offensive side. I want to see how Babers can turn that uh, turn that puppy right around and put up a bunch of points. I think we're going to see the scoreboard being lit up. I got 48-31 to 31 Syracuse, so I guess I'm going to be taking Liberty uh, with oh. a plus 17.5. Wow, that's huge. Uh, Hugh Freeze has finally returned to practice, so just in time, guys. But I think it's it's as simple as this. One, I think Syracuse. I have them at nine and three. They're my most overrated team of the season. I just don't have the confidence in them. If it wasn't for that easy schedule, there's no way I'd have them at nine and three. But they have an easy schedule, nine and three. If Liberty can handle the Q's pass rush, they will cover this line. But I'm not a hundred percent sure in week one they can do it. Give me the Q's. Minus 17 and a half. Ooh, Tyler. 17 and yeah. a half. I'm not happy about it, but I don't see Liberty's O-line being able to handle the Q's pass rush. Well, see, here's what I think. They'll, they'll have a Q freeze going to have a game plan for that. So they're going to do quick passing. Yeah. Uh, they'll neutralize those defenses in somehow. I have full <sighs> faith in Hugh Freeze. Here, here's the thing. The short passing game isn't going to work if they get down early. So that's where my concern lies. Then Syracuse is going to let their guys go, and then it, it could get ugly. It's not going to get ugly, Tyler. Come on, man. What are you talking about? Week week one, I have concerns. All right. Well, that is a uh, – I got them at eight wins this year, Liberty. So I'm high yeah, I know. on the flames, yeah. really high on them. Um, let's move in uh, to our first down. We're going to be talking – we're talking a lot of a lot of ACC teams uh, this week, 
So hopefully in the future, we're not talking about this many because the ACC is the worst Power 5 conference. Oh, my gosh. Wow, the ACC hater now. I thought you were the Pac-12 hater. Uh, well, Pac-12 is uh, slightly better uh, from wow. from top to bottom. I mean, it's Clemson and then no one else, maybe uh, Miami. Yeah, Miami showed some flashes. But I think, Matt, in this uh, first game, we're going to talk about Virginia minus 2.5 at Pittsburgh. Let me tell you, this line is blowing my mind. There is no way Virginia's losing this game. Bryce Perkins is here to make a statement. They're going to get the big old W. I think Virginia could win this game by 17. Hey, I got Virginia as a double-digit winner myself, Tyler, because uh, Bryce Perkins electric, 3,700 total yards last year, uh, and the D is going to be you know very good. Eight eight stars back, and they were the 21st. Uh, they were 21st in defensive efficiency last year. So. And they're taking on a pit team who, oh, that's, I mean, I know somehow this team made the ACC title game last year. Nobody knows how. I have no freaking clue how. Because they're just, they're not good. And, nope. I mean, Kenny Pickett, he's a good, he's a decent QB. He's oh, pretty, gosh. he's decent. But, yeah. He, I, I just think the playmakers around him just aren't there. Um, and for Pat Narduzzi being a defensive genius, uh, that that D has to do some improving because uh, 66 Tyler in defense efficiency. So we're talking yeah. about. Can uh, we call him a genius anymore? I mean, I maybe if he won it, maybe if he won it, Pitt. Yeah, but it's his team. I, I know it's his, it's his team. team, but it is Pitt. When has Pitt been good in the last 10 years? Mm, it's it's probably been about ten years, but I mean Kenny Pickett, from what I was told last year, Matt, he's he's the next big thing, and we saw his uh, mediocre performance last year. So we'll see if it improves. I don't I don't think it will, but uh, yeah, Virginia, big time winners. Yeah, but I'm right there with you. That line is a little fishy. So when I see fishy lines, I used to jump all over, but I'm not jumping on this one because weird things happen. Ooh. And Ooh. I mean, I might play the money line, but. Good Lord. There's just no yeah, reason it, that Virginia should only be a two-and-a-half point fave. Agreed. Um, let's hop into this next ACC game. I know these are two teams that you absolutely love to watch play football, Tyler. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Tech, get, you know, they're laying four points at, on the road at Boston College. Uh, you want to take it? So... I, when we're talking about fishy lines, here's another one in the ACC. Virginia Tech, just a four-point uh, favorite in this one. Boston College is pretty tough at home. Vegas is begging us to bet VT. I don't think I could bet them minus four, but I think I could take them straight up. They will get the W. Boston Co- College still has a stagnant offense. I don't think that's changing. Virginia Tech and Bud Foster's last year as defensive coordinator. You think he's going to let Boston College make him look fool? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Boston College, you're going down. Hey, well, I mean, if you were in the locker room giving that speech, I think you, I think they'd be good to go. But this is a defense, I Tyler. That I was, know. This was a defense that was 115th in explosiveness last year. So, I it's, mean. It's Bud's last year, Matt, okay? He's not going to let this thing happen. I know. I got buds last year right here on my notes, but good Lord. I mean, 
I know they returned like what nine or ten starters, something like that, on the defensive yes. side. Yeah. So there will be a little more familiarity in the in the playbook. Uh, I'm just not sold on Ryan Wills being your quarterback. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm gonna agree with you there. He was just named the starter too. I saw that's that. Concerning. It is concerning. Uh, I mean, Jackson transferred out to Maryland, so uh, what are you gonna do? But yeah, BC, uh, 110th in offense efficiency, Tyler last year. AJ Dillon needs to stay healthy. I mean, Anthony Brown, he is what he is. Yeah, fact. Uh, 55 uh, and a half percent completion rate. So, but the D. And that's the sad thing, Matt. They're still running them out there. They can't find anybody. Well, I know. And, I mean, you would think with a guy like AJ Dillon, your job would be a little easier, but he was a little banged up last year. Uh, the defense yeah. loses a lot, but I, I mean, I have Virginia Tech here also as a double-digit winner, Ooh. and I'm that line's fishy. The line actually was at two and a half last week, so it's been bet up to four. And it's hard not to want to jump on that bandwagon, but uh, we're going to lay off that one as well, and we're going to move on to second down, and we got three Ooh. games, three games in second down to talk about, Tyler, including this one, and from the top here, South Carolina. Taking on North Carolina, neutral field, seven and a half point favorites, which is now a ten point favorite. Holy! Yes, it jumped up today after the news of uh, Sam Howell, true freshman quarterback, getting the start uh, for the Tar Heels. So, how did people not know that going in? Like it was a it was a given. Like when I wrote the the preview <coughs> in late june i knew who was going to start there was no way anybody else was going to start that's just that's just crazy well that's why i assumed because that was like the news that dropped today or maybe yesterday and when i looked today it was up two and a half points to ten so i mean that's just that's a big move for something and i I couldn't find any other news on unc uh you know in case unless jadavian Clowney was coming back to south carolina and i missed that He, he could be but uh Bentley, Jake Bentley, guy who I loved for years and years and years, always talked high about him. He's just, he's been, what do you say, just above average? Slightly. But, I mean, you look at the guy. He's got a good arm. He threw for over 3,100 yards last year, but the turnovers and the decision-making just constantly puts him behind the chains. And it's just hard for South Carolina to dig themselves out of holes sometimes that Pentley puts them in. Um, they did get a big transfer running back in uh, Feaster from Clemson. I will be interested to see if he mm-hmm. if he takes the number one role eventually because right now they got uh, three guys listed as co-starters at running back. So it's going to be a running back by committee until someone breaks out. I think if Feaster gets enough touches, especially against this North Carolina defense, he could win this job in week one because he is electric. The offensive line is above average for South Carolina. Uh, they got some real big dudes. I actually really kind of like it. But the defense, they just they need to be better. And I think some of that is attributed to how stagnant the office has been in the last couple of years. Uh, but they're 120th in efficiency. So that's not good considering your coach is no. Will Muschamp. And uh, all That's genius. Yeah. All I have here about UNC, Tyler – Outside Sam Howe being named true, uh, the uh, the quarterback Mac Brown, the coach, and uh, the D <laughs> is going to the D is going to have their hands full in this one. So, I like South Carolina thirty eight twenty one. How about you, buddy? 
I'm also going to be taking South Carolina big. This is another line that Vegas is tempting you, but I think you just have to go for this one. There's no way you can pass up at, what, now 10 points versus yeah. this North Carolina team that lacks experience, lacks talents, true freshman at quarterback, Mac Brown, who cares? South Carolina big. I love watching this game. Year after year, it's always pretty intriguing. And look out for Shy Smith, wide receiver, South Carolina. Yeah, and I didn't even talk about Brian Edwards. He's a hell of a receiver for South Carolina. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, I know you're going to be watching this one. This is a this is a, oh, a good yeah. game. You love the G5 teams going into P5 stadiums. Uh, yes. This is a really close line here. Utah State and Jordan Love traveling to Winston-Salem, which you were just at about two weeks ago, uh, to take mm-hmm. on the Demon mm-hmm. Deeks. Um, what's your take on this one, buddy? So, yes, I did I did make a stop there in Winston-Salem after Wake Forest fans were not happy with me. I have Wake Forest at four wins. Wake fans, I mean, they, they tore me up. They tore me up for that. So all I've heard is that this is this is one of the best teams they've had in years. You know, I hear that all the time from fans. This is the best team we've had in years. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a great game. But Jordan Love is still there at Utah State. They do lack experience on the offensive side outside of Love. But I still think they sneak away with the W in Winston-Salem. Oh, Tyler going with the road upset there. I'm uh I'm not feeling the love for Utah State. Oh my. Pun intended. Yikes. Yeah. Even though I will say Utah State did send me a nice little package tonight. I did get that. Uh Jordan Love mints. Yeah, we got some heart mints, so Ooh. Yep, heart mints and, and that, a uh, that didn't throw you over? No, no. I, I Oh my gosh. You can't be bought. Tyler, I'm telling you, Wake Forest is just an under the radar team. I I really like them. Oh him. gosh, you sound like the Wake Forest fan. Hey, I can't help it. I look at this team. I think they're going to be uh, pretty good. Uh, Jamie Newman, quarterback. They're telling me that he's oh, no. a damn good QB, and I've heard that oh, multiple. Yeah, there's like a there's a fan club, I guess. But uh, oh gosh, I mean, on a lot of stuff that I I listen to, they talk about Jamie Newman all the time. So. I'm buying into it. They were 30th in the country at finishing drives, so they know how to put points on the board when they get inside the 40. And uh, you got Carney, uh, plus 1,000 rusher. Uh, O-line, I think, uh, could be uh, pretty decent, especially in the ACC. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about Utah State because I know you, uh, you touched on them a little bit. Uh, yeah, I like Wake here, and I actually I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. So I think Love will put some points Ooh. on the board. Yeah, Love will put points on the board, pressing this uh, Wake Forest uh, O to open up a little bit. I got 42-31. I'm not sure if it's going to be that high. But, wow. But that's what oh I got. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's outrageous. Wouldn't you that be? Need, you need to take that back. I mean, good Lord, Newman, you're just – you think he's like the next the next big thing. Is he on your Heisman watch? I mean, my uh, God. He's going to have five passing touchdowns, Tyler. Well, you might as well put him on the old Heisman watch then. Tweet that out. Get the get the Wake fans going. Wow, that's uh, okay. Well, I don't even know how to react to that score. Let's move on to the next one. Houston at number four Oklahoma. I do remember many moons ago, I picked Houston to beat Oklahoma in a neutral side field, but my goodness, that's not happening this year. Houston's defense 
Did you remember that Houston D down the stretch, Matt? Oh my gosh. Well, did Ed Oliver Status. play? Uh, well, he went out. Once he went out, it was atrocious. And then he came back for like a game. Still atrocious. This is not going to be pretty, guys. And it's going to be extremely hard to slow down this OU offense with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. I think he's going to run. Should we see an improvement on the Sooner D? I'm thinking we will, Matt. Um, they do have De'Eric King for Houston at quarterback. A lot of people love this guy. I mean, they talk about him as one of the top quarterbacks in the nations. I think he's good. I don't think he's great. OU gets the W. Ooh, doesn't think he's great. But you want to talk about high-scoring games, Tyler. This total is at 83 points. Too high. You think too high? Too high? I don't think Houston's going to score enough. Uh, hell, I got Houston scoring 38 points in this game. Oh, my gosh. But that's only because Oklahoma's wow. scoring 63. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how we don't get a shootout here. You look at Oklahoma. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, but they got running backs. Kennedy Brooks, Trey Sermon. I mean, they were 11th mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. nat- or wait, hold on. Yeah, 11th nationally in the running game last year, and that's with a high-flying quarterback in Kyler Murray. So... But uh, touching on the uh, defense real quick, I agree with you. I think they'll be better. They got nine starters back, and they picked up Alex Grinch at defensive coordinator. Um, so that was a huge get for Lincoln Riley and this uh, the Sooners team. Uh, De'Aaron King, fifty total touchdowns. So it's hard to hard to not buy that hype. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Houston's D is just going to be terrible. I mean, they might be AAC good, but. Oklahoma's going to pour it on, and they're going to pour it on all game. So 63-28, and I think this game really kind of sets the tone for Jalen Hurts for Heisman type of talk. Ooh, and Matt, uh, Houston's D isn't even – they're not even AAC good. They're just downright pitiful. So don't don't be bashing the AAC defenses like that. Yeah, that was kind of rude. I like the that AAC. Was, that was rude, man. But yeah, I, I know you like them, but my gosh, you're just gonna drop those rude bombs like that. That's just not nice. Yeah. We'll okay. See, well, see, so, even worse is that we have a Houston following, and when they hear this, they're probably not gonna like it. They aren't gonna like it, but I mean, if we have to bring honesty, we can't play favorites. Uh, that is true. I don't play any favorites. Never. Never. All right, buddy. Real quick, let's uh, before we get to the final couple games we're going to talk about, I want to do a little betting talk here with you. I want to know what your oh. what your best bet is, your upset pick, okay. and a super dog of a ten point plus underdog. You don't have to pick them to win outright; just a ten plus dog that you like. And then also. Do you think we're going to get an FCS team over an FBS team this year? Or in week one here? In week one? Yep. Okay. Well, let me start off here first, Matt, with my best bet of the week. I'm going to I'm gonna bite into it. Virginia minus two and a half. I don't see. I just, I, every time I look at this line, I'm just mind blown. And I know we already talked about the game, so I'm not going to go too in depth. But UVA minus two and a half. Lock it in. Lock of the week. Ooh, lock of the week. I'm not you, Matt. Uh, I got, and uh, I got Illinois uh, oh. minus sixteen and a half against Akron. 
Uh, I project Akron at one win this year. Uh, got hammered for it, and I think Illinois is taking a huge step forward uh, under Lovey Smith. I don't think they're going to make uh, you know you're not going to see that translate to necessarily wins, but this is a team that I think is just going to they're going to dominate the lower uh, skill teams, and that they're going to hang around with some of these teams in the Big Ten. So. I'm going Illinois laying Ooh. 16 and a half. So that's a big number, and I don't like doing that often. Yeah. But uh, as soon as I saw this one, this one just attracted my eyes to it. So Very interesting selection. You know what I call Illinois, by the way? I do not. They're called uh, Next Chance U. They're not Last Chance U. They're Next Chance U because they get, they've gotten at least, it seems like, eight or nine transfers. Well, and they all seem to cover from USC, too. Yeah, it's them in uh, Kansas. Kansas gets a lot of those transfers, too. Yeah, next chance you. Um, let's go to the super dog, or the upset pick. My bad, the upset pick. Uh, touched on this one earlier, Northwestern over Stanford, plus six. That's my upset pick. I'm right there with Northwestern. you. Northwestern. I had the same thing. Wow. Yeah. I We're, Wow. I looked for one other than this because I knew we'd already touched on it. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't like a whole lot of dogs this week. And we, had, I, you know, SMU, I was going to talk, but we already talked about that one. So, yep, um, yep. Super, my super dog, we already talked about too. I like Liberty. Oh, uh, oh my gosh. Liberty in the points there. So, uh, what was your super dog? So, so, my super dog, I mean, I'm searching, man. I'm up and down. I'm up and down trying to find it. And then my eye caught. This game here, Wagner, UConn, Wagner at seventeen and a half. Are you kidding me? Lock me up, baby. Taking Wagner seventeen and a half. Hey, I like that because I actually saw a little nugget on that. UConn against the FCS uh, in recent years can't cover. Been tight. Yeah, it's been tight. Yeah, like they they barely win the game. So you're gonna take a UConn team getting seventeen. Or you're gonna you're gonna take the points on a UConn team giving up a. Uh, 17 and a half points. That's just crazy. Um, Anybody out there who would be willing to lay minus 17 and a half UConn is out of their mind and probably should stop gambling. Uh, that is true. Uh, if I told you that I was going to probably bet on Illinois, Rutgers, and Kansas this week, how would you feel? Frightened. Yeah. Uh, Kansas, uh, minus four and a half against Indiana State. I feel like that is just way too low for Kansas. I mean, oh, I know gosh. Puka Williams is not playing in the game, but Can- oh, gosh. Kansas has gotten uh, a little bit better. Uh, got a little bit better players, and we got less miles. He's not going to want to just come in and barely win his debut at, in Kansas. That stadium is going to be packed and ready to go. Oh, there's probably going to be about 100,000 people in there. Uh, I guarantee you that. And probably uh, 200,000 more watching on the Jumbotron outside. I couldn't agree more. It's like a uh, it's like a World Cup game over in Spain. You know, everybody's outside of the stadium watching that one. But, Matt, uh, what, what, was that leading into your FCS over FBS pick, or were you just well, yeah, so I, strong on Kansas? I, I like Kansas in this game. So I, I'm, they're not going to be oh, my – not going to be my potential win – uh, here's one that I find interesting, and only because Minnesota travels next week to Fresno. So, uh-huh. P.J. Fleck, 
do you oh, okay. do you think he's going to let his team come out and throw the ball over the place and and execute the entire playbook, or is he going to keep it close to his chest and and try not to give anything away? Because they take on South Dakota State, who uh, I believe is like third or fourth in the the FCS rankings. It's a good ball club, and uh, they got some real good players on that team. I'm not saying they're going to beat Minnesota, but they're only a two touchdown dog in this game. And my, qu- I have one question for you, Matt. Yes, sir. Is uh, Mike Dom at quarterback? Uh, no, Mike Dom. Uh, no. Uh, what a what a guy. They're not winning. Yeah, I love the Dominator. What a legend. I know, so great. Uh, who do you got in your FCS uh, game here? And now. I have Wagner, baby. Oh, God. Wagner is going to get the W over UConn. Former FIU quarterback Christian Alexander and WKU transfer Marquez Trigg will lead the Seahawks to victory. Let's go Seahawks, baby. Well, you should. Uh, I mean, hell, you're making me want to play on Wagner now. Do you like? Do you like me dropping some names there? Name, yeah, name dropping. Because I'll be honest, I don't know anybody on. I didn't know anybody on Wagner's roster, let alone anybody on UConn's roster uh, coming Man. in. And now I know two guys. So yeah, I'm digging. I was digging deep too, because trust me, it took me a th- uh, probably about five to ten minutes to find any info on Wagner football. Not gonna lie. All right, buddy. Well, let's uh, let's. Take this one home. We got four more games to talk about. Uh, we're gonna do this in our third down. Uh, we're getting into third down. We're getting late in the game here, Tyler. Uh, the Holy War Friday, or I'm sorry, Thursday night, Utah minus five and a half on the road at BYU. Mm. What do you think about this game? I'm telling you, I'm I'm nervous for Utah. And I have been known to be a Utah hater and a BYU lover, but I am going to be taking Utah in this game. Minus five and a half for this Utah squad seems a bit low. Do you feel the same way about that, Matt? Not in this kind of game. I do not. I think this line, um, I'm almost tempted to take BYU, quite honestly. I don't think BYU is going to win the game. I know. I know. But, uh... Utah doesn't get this much hype, so I'm I'm a bit concerned. Um, yep. And it's week one rivalry game. Ah, this game, this game has me very concerned because I know the Utah fan base is extremely excited for this season, and to go into BYU and if they get the loss, oh my gosh, Salt Lake City might burn down. Yeah, the sky's I gonna smell fall. Trouble. Uh, I smell. Yeah, it's definitely trouble. Um, I think, yeah, BYU was up like 20 last year in that game and blew it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I know Huntley and Moss weren't playing for Utah at the time, uh, which is why I think Utah will be fine. Huntley is a – I like Huntley. Uh, he doesn't do a whole lot, but, uh, you know, I don't want to call him a game manager because he's his own little dimension. But I like Huntley, and Zach Moss is a 1,000-yard rusher. Um, I think it's going to be a low-scoring slugfest because – Utah's D, fifth in uh, rush defense last year. Um, only gave up 19.4 points a, a game. And 10th most explosive D. And they got seven starters back on that side of the ball. And I ranked Utah's D line second best in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and got some shit for it because uh, people don't watch football outside of <laughs> the Big Ten and SEC, I guess. So um, I'll be interested to see how Zach Wilson handles himself for BYU. And uh, mm-hmm. the D should be really good. I mean, they were top 30 nationally in almost every category last year and 17th in explosive defense. So this is going to be a hard-fought slugfest. I got Utah winning 20-17. to 17. So Utah sneaks out of Provo with a dub. I'm also going to be taking Utah. I think for BYU to get the win, obviously Zach Wilson's going to have to play out of his mind. But last year's running game for BYU was a struggle, to say the least. So if they can get a running game going, who knows? Maybe they could surprise somebody. But I got to go Utah, and I, I think Utah could also cover. All right, buddy. Let's hop into this next game because I know you're excited for it. Uh, like I like I mentioned earlier, you love the small schools uh, per se going up against the big ones. Uh, this is not such a small school, Boise State, uh, traveling to Jacksonville to take on Florida State in a neutral site. Florida State minus five and a half. I'll let you go first because I know you love talking about Boise. Listen here. Did you put this line up here correct? Is Florida State honestly a five and a half point favorite? Uh, yes, they are. That how is that even possible? This offensive line for Florida State—they haven't improved. They're bringing back everybody that just about everybody that they had last year. And then they lost their best lineman. There, there's no way that they're going to be able to stop this Boise State front, Matt. I just. I don't get this line. I don't get it. it. Tell me something about Florida State that you would you would think that they have a shot. I don't I don't see it right now. Well, they got a shot because of how good their defense is going to be. Um, I, I am concerned, uh, Tyler, as a as some guy who is now famous for picking Florida State's offense alignment as the best in the ACC last year. An offensive line that helped lead a uh, Florida State offense to 124th in offensive efficiency, 112th in explosive, explosiveness. Um, yeah, I got on here. I, I actually That's circled this, Tyler. I know. I circled it. O-line is a major issue. Wow, um, you're actually going to come to terms with that. Yes, and they named James Blackman the, the starting quarterback. Um, Yeesh. I, well, I know. and. It, it kind of sucks because Cam Akers is a really good running back. But what the hell is he supposed to do uh, with a quarterback who struggles getting the ball uh, out accurately and an offensive line that doesn't hold up? Um, Terry on the outside is just a freak wide receiver. So, uh, gosh, I tell you. Boise State named uh, that true freshman uh, their starter today. Yes, yes. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer, yeah. Uh, running back by committee, correct? That's correct. Yeah, they they of course lost uh, the top running back in the Mountain West last year, but I don't I don't see any problem there. When has running back been a problem for Boise State? Uh, like never. Yeah, never. They always find them. They always find them. They never have any problems there. Wide receiver, they have the best. I have them rated the best in the Mountain West, and I also have their offensive line. Rated number one in the Mountain West as well. So I don't see how Florida State is a favorite in this game. I just don't see it. And defensively, I mean, year after year, Boise State's putting up a solid defense. So 
Yeah. Good luck, Florida State. Taking yeah. Boise State with the somehow upset. Ooh, Tyler's taking Boise. Um, I will be interested to see how good uh, Weaver does uh, at the end uh, going up against this uh, O-line for oh, Ohio State. Field day. Yeah, nine and a half sacks last year. I wonder if – what do you think? Over two sacks, over, under? I'd probably put it right at a push because they're going to really focus in on him, but their defensive line is so strong. I they're they're gonna struggle, man. It's gonna be ugly. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be Virginia Tech all over again. Here's the thing. I think how Florida State wins this game. They win it defensively. They get a couple turnovers on the young guy, and I like Florida State here. And no way. I Are like you kidding. I me? like Florida State twenty-seven twenty. Florida State covers, baby. There, you you mean to tell me? No, there's just, no, there's no way. Come on, there's no way that that's happening. That Florida State is going to get this win. I don't believe it, and I know I'll probably get ripped for it if Florida State, by miracle chance, has the W. But there, there's just no way that offensive line is my 14th ranked in the ACC. It is horrendous. Yeah, but they're that's not going to be able to. That'll stop David Moa up front. You think they're going to stop David Moa? Yeah, that, I don't think so. That offensive line would be second best in the Mountain West. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. They, they honestly would probably be – they'd probably be rated probably about 12th to 14th. They're, or Yeah, probably 12th, last. Uh, they're horrendous. I, I have to disagree. Florida State wins this game, Tyler, and they cover. No. No, they're they're gonna cover too. Oh yeah, no, I I have given it a lot of thought. I'm actually thinking about playing this game. I've I've heard enough from you. This is outrageous. Let I gotta move on. Yeah, this is, we don't have to talk much is, about this next game because. Yeah, this is a stunner for third down. Yeah, I only did it because it's Notre Dame. They're a national brand, and they're one of our favorite teams this year. No doubt about that. Uh, playoff team, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes, sir. Back-to-back playoff appearances. <laughs> people are people aren't too fond of that pick, by the way, Matt. Yeah, I don't care but what people think. Haters gonna hate. Exactly. Uh, I'm going Notre Dame big here. Uh, not much to talk about Louisville. Uh, 128 Tyler in defensive efficiency last year. Horrendous. But they have nine starters back. Oh, so we starters back. They should be good. So they might go to like 115th. Yeah. yeah. Scatterfield has his hands full. He's got to make a whole new program down there. Um, Ian Book, I think he is a potential Heisman candidate. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the defense is uh, – they lost some guys, but I'm not too concerned about them, especially early in the season. Uh, they'll be fine. They go to Georgia on uh, the 21st. So uh, let's just hope Notre Dame runs clean here, doesn't have to show a whole lot, just beats the shit out of everybody. And uh, we'll, we'll get an undefeated Notre Dame and uh, Georgia matchup here in a few weeks. Yes, yes. I Here's, here's what I want to see out of this game. I want to see the Notre Dame defense because that's everybody's concern is the Notre Dame D, the Notre Dame D. I want to see that Notre Dame defense come out and what the hell out of this Louisville pathetic offense. Jawan Pass probably isn't going to be passing anymore after this game. Oh, well, that's a little little gruesome, don't you think? 
Well, I mean, like, he's going to be benched. They're just going to say, you know what, this isn't our guy. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. I thought you meant like he was yeah. going to be... Uh... No, he's not going to lose an, an arm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not that brutal on the guy. I mean, that's 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 kind of... That's almost as rude as you picking Florida State. I mean, my gosh. Well, Florida State's going to win, so I picked a winner. Yeah, well, we'll revisit that one. Uh, yes, we will. We'll recap that... Uh, <laughs> This time next week, we'll be uh, talking about, and you'll be crying in Boise State blue tears, baby. So let's hop into our final game. We're going fourth down here, Tyler. Oregon, number 11 Oregon, taking on Auburn, number 16, a Pac-12 versus SEC showdown. Auburn, a three-point favorite. I'm going to let you take first swing at this one, buddy. I've got concerns for this Auburn team, Matt. I know Auburn. I know you got concerns for Auburn? You don't. Oh boy. I have concerns for Auburn. Sure, Matt. Bo Nix, five-star prospect. He's the future. He's the da, 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 da. I've heard it all. I've heard it all all off season. Bo Nix. Oh, Bo Nix is the greatest. Well, let me tell you. He's not going to be looking the greatest versus Oregon defense. And I'm a little concerned about how the Auburn front's going to hold up as well, Matt. I know you love them. I know you love that Auburn offensive line just like you did last year, and we, we all know how that turned out. And granted, they all do return, but I don't, I'm don't. i not exactly sure what that means, Matt. It, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative. So I wish Bo Nix the best of luck. But it's not happening, Matt. It's not happening. I also want to see... Auburn D-line versus Oregon's offensive line. One of the best in the nation versus one of the best in the nation. So, I I think you could probably tell who I have winning this game. Well, I would be stunned. Uh, I know you love Oregon. Um, yes, I'm going to be I'm going to be taking Oregon. Quack quack quack. Quack quack quack. Quack quack quack. Ducks win. Ducks win. Oh, uh, that's not going to happen. But uh yeah, uh, I'm gonna take a shot at this am one I now. Am I wrong for the offensive? Am I wrong for the quarterback concerns, Matt? Oh yeah, there's no quarter. They there's no won. quarterback concerns for Auburn. They, I would say, there's a bigger quarterback concern on Oregon. Um, what? Oh my god! What are you talking you're about? Just, you're just trolling. Justin trolling. Justin Herbert gets hit once or twice. He might be out for the game. Oh my god! The dude's made of glass. He wants it. He wants it, man. And I'm not saying that because I like Justin Herbert. I had him uh, number two uh, quarterback in the country on my rankings just about a month ago. Um, here, here is a little bit of my concern because I've been keeping close eye on this uh, this game specifically uh, leading up to it because it's the biggest game of week one. Uh, but Oregon, Tyler, at the wide receiver position, they've been getting killed by the injury bug. Uh, they did get Jawan Johnson, Penn State transfer, He's a little banged up. Um, Huge. Yeah, he's a little banged up. So they're saying he's going to be 100% uh, on Saturday. But, I mean, how many reps has the kid gotten? Uh, is he familiar now with Herbert? Do they got a good thing going between each other? Uh, a guy I do like is Jacob Breedlin, the tight end. Um, Oregon's very good at finishing drives when they get into uh, into the green zone, so the 40-plus. The um uh, you did talk about the defense. I do like them. Uh, linebacker uh, Troy Die, one fifteen tackles. Uh, first team Pac twelve, and but here's the thing: how good are they? Because they were sixty third last year nationally in defensive efficiency. 
and they're going to be taking on a high-flying Auburn offense oh. attack. Oh, you can't even say that without laughing. <laughs> hey, do you not remember the Music City Bowl, I Tyler? Oh, I do. It was a it was a uh, studly performance. I will I will say that. Yeah. Um, do I remember last year's Washington game performance as well? Yes, I do. Uh, who won that game, by the way? Auburn somehow won that game. Exactly. Auburn uh, just dominates the Pac-12. Uh, they didn't start a, a true freshman quarterback either, though. Well, I, I, I think, I'm not I concerned about the true. Fr- You're not concerned about not. the true freshman from Boise State against Florida State. That's Florida State, man. That's Florida State D. Florida State's D is actually it's, really good. It's fair. It's fair. I'll give you that. It's fair. But this is this is game one on the biggest stage. First Oregon, a team that has national championship hopes, and you're going to run out the five-star freshman quarterback with a offensive line that I'm not 100% <coughs> sure of. Uh, well, I love that offensive line. Uh, offensive line is... It's not. It's not. It's not a problem for Auburn. Uh, oh. It's about a consensus top five national uh, offensive line. Uh, you got nope. big old Prince at left tackle. You got Harold, who's one of the best guards in the country. Uh, you got the UMass transfer from last year, Driscoll at right tackle. Well, that was key. That was key. I'll give him that. I mean, he was banged up last year, so he didn't play every game. Uh, but he's back and healthy. Um, I mean, I'm glad Auburn started Bo Nix because I wanted them to to play this kid right away. Uh, he's special. If you watch any of his highlight tapes, I know it's high school. But, uh, I mean, I'm not going to compare him to Trevor Lawrence because that's just insane. But, Please don't. But I hear these people saying, oh, he's a true freshman. What's he going to do? Well, hell, Trevor Lawrence, true freshman. Won a national title last year, put up 44 on Bama. Um I mean, what the hell? It happens. There's yeah, and these these kids are groomed to be quarterbacks nowadays. So, um, offensive line is a good thing. But the good thing for Bo Nix is he has a ton of talent around him. He's got Booby Whitlow at running back. Auburn's like four deep in the running back depth chart of guys who are going to get touches, and all of them are explosive and good. Um, Anthony Schwartz is going to be cleared medically to come back after a hand issue earlier in the the fall, and. I don't know if you watched that guy, fastest player in the country. Um, Seth Williams is just a freak. And, I mean, I can name you like seven Auburn wide receivers that I think are going to have a, a decent year this year. You got Will Hastings back. Spare us. Yeah, you got Will Hastings back from uh, from ACL. They had two guys out last year with ACL injuries, Hastings and Stove, both speed guys. Uh, Hastings is a slot possession guy, kind of like uh, your uh, – Hogue, Chris Hogan's and your Edelman's and, and stuff like that. Uh, I didn't even get to talk about Hill, the freshman wide receiver. He's a stud. Uh, defensive line. Everybody's a stud. If they are if they play for Auburn, they're a stud. I mean, that's kind of a given. Uh, oh, I know Gus Malzahn recruits just the best players, Tyler. Uh, Clearly. Defensive line, absolutely stacked. The, uh, Der- uh, Derek Brown, Marlon Davidson turned down NFL money to come back. Uh, they're the best defensive line in the country. Uh, they got seven restru- uh, returning starters back from the 14th most efficient defense last year. So, uh, secondary no is disagreements with that defense. Yeah, uh, Nick Coe, You'll hear his name a lot. He's a uh, just a hell of a, a edge edge rusher there. Uh, secondary is back intact and should be one of the best. 
Uh, maybe not, I'm not going to say one of the best, but they'll be one of the better units in the country. So my concern, Tyler, is with Justin Herbert thrown to a bunch of injured receivers, having to fear for his life for this defensive line, going to be bringing pressure. And then on top of that, he's got to be thrown into one of the better secondaries in the country. Um, I just don't see it here. I think Auburn gets out with a win. I think Auburn wins 31-17. And... 31-17? Yep, 31-17. But I love love Oregon this year. I actually love both these teams. I think both these teams have a chance to, to... I mean, the winner of this game has definitely has a chance to make some noise uh, and potentially reach that college football playoff. But uh, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for Bo Nix to get on the field. Uh, it's, he's gonna, I mean, if, if Auburn wins this game and they do it in a good fashion, Bo Nix is going to be the talk of the country uh, come Sunday morning. So, uh, yeah. Interesting, man. I, I, I don't see it. I just don't see Game one versus Oregon. I, I don't see it happening. I mean, there's I a lot there's a lot worse matchups for game one than Oregon. Well, yeah, but it's 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 still when you're talking about Trevor Lawrence, he was with Clemson for what four or five games before he became the actual starter. Yeah, it's a little different. It's well, a little different, and we we saw. A experienced quarterback like Felipe Franks really struggle because it's week one, and week one is so hard because you don't have a preseason in college football. Yeah, Felipe Franks look like Felipe Franks. Uh, we were starting to <laughs> I know. turn a new leaf on him, and then and then he came out and laid that egg, and it's like, oh, gosh, he's, he's back to what we thought he was before Mullen. But I will say I think Auburn uh, – if, he, if they're going short yardage, uh, I think you might see Joey Gatewood come in there and run some packages because he's the more read option quarterback. So I think if we get down to – if Auburn gets down to like a third and short, maybe even fourth and one, they might bring Gatewood in because he's a big guy. Uh, he's like 6'5". So he's more of your Cam Newton power type runner. So, um, Oh, gosh. Jeremy Johnson kind of guy? Uh, no. Jeremy Johnson had oh. – Jeremy Johnson had an arm. He did not have wheels. Uh, Joey Gatewood has both. So – Hold on, hold on a second. Uh, Jeremy Johnson had an arm. Kind of. He, he well, he had an arm. He had terrible decision making. So, yeah, uh, there you go. I'll I'll accept that answer. Yeah, that that sounds about right. All right, buddy. Well, so Auburn winning big. I yes. You yeah. Oregon. I'll have them at four points. Four point win. All right. Well. We will find out. I'm going to keep track of these picks throughout the year. We're going to uh, update them weekly. Uh, oh, wonderful news. Yeah, we'll even uh, we'll keep track of the spread. Even though, I mean, I didn't like we'd actually pick these games against the spread. Um, but it's just something fun, a little wrinkle to throw in there to kind of break up all the, uh, all the different shit we do. Oh, yeah. Lots of things. Lots of things. Speaking of lots of things, Matt, I actually have a uh, article that I'm actually going to release. I know. Craziness. It's all about week zero and how I think we need about three to four more games in week zero so we have football all day long. Uh, I would agree with that, Tyler. I mean, I don't even care if they're, uh, you know, like some really good G5 matchups. I would be I'd be definitely fine exactly. with that. Um, yes, yes. And so you have that article coming out this week. I am going to 
uh, work on finishing up my DraftKings fantasy article. Uh, we're gonna try to. I'm gonna try to get one out for the Thursday game, for the Friday games, and the Saturday games. I can't promise it. Uh, we're very busy, but uh, we're gonna try to do as much as we possibly can for you guys because we really appreciate the love and support. And uh, you know, we just love doing this on the side, and that's what that's what we do. So, uh, uh, Tyler. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been a long time since we've been doing this. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's been, uh, gosh, I don't know, four years. Yeah, and since we've been on the podcast. Yeah, it might. Yeah, I think it's like three. You know, we had, yeah, a couple years off. Uh, we tried one last year. It sounded awful in the first take, and we were just like, "All right, we're not doing this." So yeah. we promise, yeah, guys, brutal. it will not be over an hour long every week. Yeah. Um, we're going to work on cutting this down because, uh, yeah, we all got to work tomorrow. So, yeah. All right, Tyler, you want to take us out, buddy? I will take us out, Matt. Uh, first and foremost, thank you guys for listening to the first Arena Fanatic College Football Talk podcast. We appreciate you listening. Um, first and foremost, go follow my guy at the Hets. This guy, he bring he brings the heat on twi- Twitter. He brings the heat on Twitter. So please give him a follow. You can follow me at Arena Fanatic, and you can follow the podcast page. Um, it is CFB Talk Podcast on Twitter. So give us a follow there. Make sure you save that, share that podcast. We will try to get this. Where are we going to try to get this up at, Matt? iTunes. Yeah, we're going to try to get it on everywhere, SoundCloud. But uh, it might just be posted on the website uh, at the very beginning. Yeah. Until we get approved. That's yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So you know. Don't have to worry about leaving the review or anything. Just give us a listen. If you like us, come back for week two. We'd love, 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 love for you to come back and listen. And always send us uh, any questions you have for us or topics you'd like us to discuss on next week's show at the Hets or at Arena Fanatic. That would be awesome. And with that being said, let's go Oregon. Let's go Boise State. And we're headed to week one. It's finally here. Let's Go. Good night, everybody.